0: time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber.
1: All right, welcome into this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. My name is Alfie, and I'm here to deliver to you another amazing podcast edition uh, southern racing radios we've got some great guests that will be joining us here momentarily we will hear from nhra driver buddy hall and then also truck series driver who was a winner at daytona to kick off the truck series season mr nick sanchez of rev racing and then also we will hear from cup series driver john hunter Nemechek. so we've got another star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up for you here. Coming off another amazing race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the n Health 400 race. Thanks to uh, Brandon Hutchinson, uh, Dustin Bixby, and of course the entire staff and crew over at Atlanta Motor Speedway for accommodating Southern Race Week Radio. We brought you some great pictures, some great videos all throughout the weekend and you can check out our uh, social media pages at facebook.com slash on the race week or on twitter at srw radio as we're going to be periodically posting more videos more content more uh, pictures from all the amazing action we had at atlanta motor speedway as once again i was camping out amongst all my nascar friends and family and once again I enjoyed myself. And I'm telling you right now, if you've never camped out at a land of lunar speed with for a race weekend, I am telling you you have got to add that onto your checklist of things to accomplish in your life because it is so much fun. Whether you're inside the track, camping out, outside of the track, it is so much fun. And after the kind of racing we had at Atlanta Motor Speedway all throughout the weekend for the Xfinity trucks and the uh, Cup series as we'll wrap those up here coming up momentarily in the uh, weekend racing recap. If this does not get more fans into the stands for when NASCAR returns to Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart race weekend, I'm telling you, get your tickets because not only will the racing probably just be as much fun to watch that race weekend, but also it'll kick off the NASCAR Cubs Series playoffs. So telling you, get your tickets, get your campground sites, head on over to AtlantaMotorspeedway.com. Tickets are now on sale to purchase for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart race weekend in September. Head on over to AtlantaMotorspeedway.com to purchase your tickets and your campground sites. Because I'm telling you, the talk of the week has been that finish at Atlanta Motor Speedway between uh, Daniel Suarez, who was a Kyle Busch, and Ryan Blaney. I mean, just amazing. I mean, photo finish, three wide, at sometimes four wide racing coming off of turn four. Incredible. Just absolutely incredible. So please, I'm telling you, join us in September. Of course, Southern Race Week Radio will have your tickets to give away race weekend in september for the quaker state 400 available at walmart race weekend so of course we'll have you covered uh when we get closer to that race data course we will start giving you the command to start reaching out to us for uh tickets for that weekend but of course we have other race tickets for other tracks other than atlanta will be given away here throughout the season on southern race week Radio. So always keep uh, uh listening and checking out our social media platforms for all the details and information uh, on that, but uh, but once again, thanks again. All the fans were in attendance. were in just had an amazing time. I had an opportunity to sit in the grandstands for a while. Just uh, man, there's nothing better than on NASCAR weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So hopefully we'll see you back at AMS in September for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart uh, race weekend. But before we get to our great interviews and our great guests, uh, let's recap all the action from AMS over the weekend. It's time now for your racing recap from all the action that happened over the weekend. Of course, we're still waiting for the NHRA and IndyCar seasons to kick off their respective uh, seasons here in just a couple of weeks but uh, let's take a look at all the NASCAR action from the trucks Xfinity and Cup Series at AMS. First, uh, let's take a look at what happened in the Truck Series when Kyle Busch told his NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series team the Spire Motorsports he didn't surrender his prowess behind the wheel. Driving the number 7 Spire Motorsports Chevrolet in its first start of the 2024 season in the truck series, Bush inherited the lead from Grant Enfinger on lap 129 of 135 and held off Ty Majesky and Corey Hine over the final five laps to win his seventh race at Atlanta Motor Speedway in the 65th of his career, extending his own series record. Bush crossed the finish line 0.187 seconds ahead of Majeski, who edged Hine for the runner up position by 0.009 seconds. Taylor Gray and Nick Sanchez came home fourth and fifth, respectively. The race was the first of five events Bush will run for Spire Motorsports this year after selling Kyle Busch Motorsports to the organization late in the 2023 season. Bush now has 230 victories across all three of NASCAR National Series, 63 in the Cup Series, 102 in the Xfinity Series, and now 65 in the Craftsman Trucks Series. There were 20 lead changes among seven drivers and seven cautions for 37 laps. The Craftsman Truck Series' next race is scheduled for Friday, March 1st at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The green flag will drop at 9pm Eastern Time. You can catch the action on television via FS1 and radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Series XM NASCAR Channel 90. And taking a look at the current truck series standings right now, Nick Sanchez is your number one ranked driver. He's got a win on the season. Tyler Akron is second, Ty Majeski in third, Corey Hine fourth, Raja Karuth fifth, Brent Holmes sixth, Matt Crafton is seventh, Taylor Gray is eighth, Christian Eckes in ninth, and Daniel Day rounding out the top ten. Over to the action from the Xfinity Series, Sunoco Rookie of the Year contender Jesse Love led almost all the laps, but in the end, it was his Richard Childress Racing teammate Austin Hill who had Saturday's Raptors King of Tough 250 fall into his lap. For Hill, who won last week's NASCAR Xfinity Series season opener at Daytona International Speedway, it was the continuation of a serendipitous start to 2024. Hill is the first driver since Tony Stewart in 2008 to win the first two events of an Xfinity season. The victory was Hill's third in the last four races at Atlanta Motor Speedway and the eighth of his career. But victory for the driver, the number 21 Chevrolet, came at the expense of Love, who started from the pole, swept the first two stages, and led 157 of 169 laps. Love ran out of fuel at the start of a two lap overtime as Hill grabbed the lead for the first time and held off eventual runner up, Chandler Smith, by 0.106 seconds. Shane Van Gisbergen finished third in Atlanta, followed by Sheldon Creed in fourth, and Parker Resliff rounding out the top five. The extended Series will be back in action at Las Vegas Motor Speedway on March 2nd. The green flag will drop at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can watch the action on FS1. And radio coverage provided by the Performance Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. Taking a look at the current standings right now in the Xfinity Series, Austin Hill with those two wins on the season is your number one ranked driver. These drivers have not got a win yet on the season. Sheldon Creed in second, Riley Herbst in third, Chandler Smith in fourth, Jesse Love fifth, Parker Resliff in sixth, Ryan Truex in 7th, A.J. Almendinger is 8th, Shane Van Gidsbergen is ninth, Sammy Smith in 10th, Justin Allgaier is 11th, and Cole Custer rounding out the top 12. Over to the Cup Series action, it was a race of remarkable ebb and flow. It was a race of breathtaking four-wide action into corners not built to accommodate such daring do, and it was totally appropriate that Sunday's Better Health 400 NASCAR Cup Series race in a Motor Speedway ended in a three-wide photo finish, with Trackhouse racing's Daniel Suarez eking out a victory over Ryan Blaney, but what looked like to be an inch or two at the finish line. NASCAR timing and scoring showed Suarez ahead of Blaney by 0.003 seconds at the stripe, with Kyle Busch in third, 0.007 seconds behind the race winner. As the three drivers sped through the final two corners, Suarez held the outside lane with Blaney on the bottom and Bush in the middle. Suarez surged forward, approaching the start-finish line to earn his second career victory and his first since June 2002 at Sonoma Raceway by the thinnest of margins. After the race, Daniel Suarez was asked by the media if he's ever had a close finish like that before.
2: No, definitely not, definitely not. Um... At that point, I was you know, just trying to time the side draft on the 8. I didn't know where the 12 was. I couldn't see the 12. Uh, and I knew, I thought that I had the 8. I knew it was close, but I had no idea about the 12. No idea. So you know, at that point, I was just hoping. I saw the tower, and I thought I was first. And they told me, we got it. But then hey, we're on the review, and I said, damn it. <laughs> So so yeah it's it's, it's quite a spe- you know every time that you get to win races is special but to be able to win it in this fashion this close with two other great drivers, is quite special.
1: Suarez, whose number 99 Trackhouse race Chevrolet suffered damage to the hood on a lap two crash in turn one, had the lead for a restart with five laps left after the number four Stuart Haas Racing Ford of Josh Berry collided with Carson Hosever's number 77 Spire Motorsports Chevrolet on lap 249 of 260 to cause the 10th and final caution of the race. Austin Cedric finished fourth, followed by Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Ross Chastain, Michael McDowell, and Chris Busher, all of whom made commemorable recoveries to earn top 10 results. The race featured a record 48 lead changes among 14 drivers, the fifth straight race in Atlanta with more than a dozen race leaders. Here are the current points, standings right now in the Cup Series so far this season. William Byron with a win in the season is your number one-ranked driver. Daniel Suarez, who just punched his ticket to the playoffs with his win this past weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway, is your second-ranked driver. And then these drivers, 3 through 16, have yet to get a win yet this season. Kyle Busch in third. Austin Cindric fourth. Bubba Wallace fifth. Ryan Blaney is sixth, Chase Elliott in seventh, Ross Chastain eighth, Alex Bowman ninth, Martin Truex Jr. is tenth, Kyle Larson eleventh, Corey LeJoy is twelfth, John Hunter Nemechek thirteenth, Ty Gibbs fourteenth, Chris Buescher fifteenth, and Eric Jones rounding out the top sixteen. The NASCAR Cup Series heads next to Las Vegas Motor Speedway Sunday for the Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube. That'll be on Sunday, March third. The green flag will drop at 3:30 p.m. Eastern time. The race will be televised on the Big Fox. Radio coverage provided by the Performance Racing Network and series XM NASCAR Channel 90. And there you go. That is your weekend racing recap for you here on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast.
0: I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to
3: Southern Race Week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station in your favorite podcast location. I am WB, and often I get a chance to interview somebody who has the stamina, who has the excitement, who has the thrill to bring something to the show that you've never seen before. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, the power builder, the guy that can damn, take it from one extreme to the other extreme, buddy. Buddy, welcome to the show, sir.
0: Holy cow. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, Man, I thought you were going to introduce somebody else. You're saying all those things. I'm like, oh, you can't be talking about me. But, uh, man, I sure appreciate you having me on and uh, 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 looking forward to this little little chat we're going to have.
3: Buddy, I'm telling you, man, I, you know, I've been around NHRA for a long time. Dude, you got wrestling skills. You got powerlifting skills. And you doing this whole drag racing program on a desire a faith and a prayer and a belief that you can do what nobody else can. Tell me about that, Buddy. How? Well, I sure appreciate it. And you know, I,
0: I, I'm certainly a driven person, and, and I aim to inspire as many as I can to follow their dreams. And so, uh, I believe that powers me to get out there and, and work my butt off and achieve every day. And you know, I've had a, a interesting uh, career in drag racing. This will be my uh, 17th year. This fall will be uh, driver's 17 years. And it seems like I've been a driver just a few years. It's gone by so quickly because I've had so much fun. But prior to that, you know, I was competitive and professional power lifter and athlete and, uh, and um, really just, you know, uh, when I retired from competitive powerlifting, I had to find uh, uh, something that can com- really fulfilled my competitive nature and grew up around drag racing. I'm a third generation drag racer. And, you know, I, I thought to myself, well, I don't know if I can drive race car, but I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can. And so, Went out there and, and uh, found a car I could actually fit in. At that time, I was 270 pounds and bought a, a few altered and, and stuffed myself in there. And, and then 17 years later, I'm driving a fuel funny car. So I've not taken a typical path to get to the professional level in any straight drag racing. But hopefully, I've taken a path that others can be inspired by. And it's been a heck of a ride along the way. And uh, thankful for all those fans and all those sponsors and all those uh, other racers I've met over the years as well. They've certainly inspired me.
3: Throw out that Instagram and throw out those social handles so that people can find you and follow you because I'm telling you, if my wife was here, who is the president and CEO of Southern Race Week, she would be telling me, you need to grow a beard like this boy does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, It's a little bit
0: of work, but, but we make it happen every day. We take care of that beard. We need a beard sponsor. You know anybody? Anybody? Else?
3: Beard Here, oil company, we we need one. Well, I, I you know, I my my other my real job is in the marketing and promotions for iHeart Media. So we might just have to find you, uh, you know, help find you a sponsor. What have you done to get yourself trained to going from being a power lifter to being able to be ready to be in a drag racing car? multiple rounds what have you done to get yourself in shape for that you know going back to you know my first race car uh and getting in it i really
0: didn't fit properly you know i was competitive powerlifting i'd weigh between 260 and 270 pounds and uh by the time uh, i had got into my car for the first time i had made it down to about 255 but you know over the last 16 17 years i've worked hard to you know, stay fit, stay healthy, lose as much muscle mass as I can within reason. I'm starting the season off at, at 220 pounds, which is the lowest I've been in, in quite a while. Woo. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to be that 160, 170 pound guy. I'm just not built that way, you know. Um, you know, it, I'll just never be that guy. But but I I really focus on being physically fit and being healthy. You know, I believe that, a physically fit race car driver is going to be better than one that's not. Because uh, not only is your, uh, your your health important in terms of being able to have great reflexes in the car and, and being able to uh, withstand an accident if you happen to have one, but also a healthy mind is a healthy body and a healthy body is a healthy mind. And we climb into these cars, we get strapped into that 11,000 horsepower, you know, fire breathing monster. You have to have the ultimate composure, Your mind has to be in the right place. You have to have a clear head and have all the confidence in your body physically to not have any psychological distractions besides be the best race car driver you can be when that light flashes yellow. And that's what I do. I work my butt off in the gym to stay that way.
3: Remind us when the next NHRA drag race that you will be in and where it is. How about those Gator Nationals? I think that it's the
0: ultimate of the season. It's the season kickoff. That's March 8th, 9th, and 10th, right there in Gainesville. And we're going to roll out with uh, my, my company's brand on the side of the car, which I'm really super about. You know, that that big gym, done racing, nitro funny car is going to have Vertex flying proud on it. So we're super excited. And if you're listening, and if you've never been to any straight drag race, you've never seen a nitro funny car, you better get your butt out there and put yourself in the seat and uh, check it out because there's no experience in the world like it. These things reverberate, shake the ground, and they're just, it's the coolest thing on the planet.
3: What do you hear? What do do you feel? Is it like G-forces? Is it just, you know, what? So virtually indescribable. Uh, I would say
0: that unless you've done it, you really can't put all the thoughts and sensations into words, but, I always try to describe it to the most uh, aggressive roller coaster you've ever ridden or the fastest street car you've ever ridden and just take that experience times a hundred. And that's about what it is. You know, we accelerate zero to a hundred miles an hour in less than one second. Right. You know, we're traveling at speed at over 500 feet per second. Ooh. So the, the, the sight sensation is, is just incredible. Um, you know, the, the G force is incredible. Our bodies see over five positive Gs during the run and roughly negative three Gs whenever we're decelerating and the parachutes are are out. So your body goes through a lot. And, uh, uh, it's just, again, it's indescribable. I mean, when you stage that car and, and, you know, you, you pull your left foot off that pedal and you pull that fuel pump on and light flashes yellow and you're just, you know, your, 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 your natural, you know, abilities take over and, you steer that thing down the track and you're making a lot of left turns, a lot of right turns. And on the outside, it looks like it's going straight, but on the inside, there's a whole lot of wheel working. And um, it's just the coolest thing on the planet. You know, it's just really nothing cooler. I always say, I wish there was something cooler and I wish there was uh, le- less, less involvement to do it because it sure is a lot of work, but probably the most gratifying thing on the planet when you make a good run for the driver and the team as well.
3: All right. Well, final comment. One, my wife says she looked at a video of you on YouTube, and she wants to know when can we get invited on the boat that was in the background of a YouTube video in your shop.
0: So, so that boat, man, I I, I love that boat. That that that's a a thirty foot baja, got a Chevy six thirty two in it, and we've we've had so much fun in that in that boat. You know, unfortunately, we don't get to use it much anymore. But I tell you what, you all decide to come to Texas sometime. Let me know, and we'll, we'll get the boat out, and I'll, we'll put you on a lake, and, and we'll, we'll hit triple digits in that thing. Well, We've actually had myself, three other guys in the boat, and uh, loaded full of food and, uh, and and drinks and still hit over 100 in it. So I don't know if it's necessarily the safest thing in the world, but but we did it. Buddy, good luck at the Gator
3: National now. We'll tell you, throw out those uh, social posts and everything else so everybody can find you again.
0: Yeah, thank you, sir. So uh, Buddy Holt on Facebook, Buddy Holt. 323 3, TF on Instagram and Buddy Hull on TikTok. And you know, I always gotta say thank you to all my supporters. NHRA fans are the best on the planet. Thanks to LaScure Mechanical services. You know, we we love the people at Lascure. They're on board with us all year. Moon uh, True Brands, Vertex Roofing Joe Contractors, of course, uh, Race Star Wheels, all these people that help us out. We we can't do it without them And and obviously we had the best team on the planet, you know, Jim Dunn Racing. Uh, 75th year of drag racing out here at the NHRA level, and, and I couldn't be more honored to be a part of their group. It's it's truly a blessing to be able to drive for Big Jim, John, Diane, and John. They're just the best people, so forever be thankful for them for the
4: opportunity. Hey, it's Austin Hild, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
1: All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie. As we continue on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast as we get set for racing this upcoming weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the N Better Health 400 race weekend. One of the drivers that will be participating who just won himself a race this past weekend at Daytona International Speedway, the Fresh From Florida 250 Craftsman Truck Series race. And we welcome in through the Food Depot Zoom line the driver for Rev Racing in the number two truck. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Nick!
3: Sanchez! Yeah.
1: Mr. Sanchez, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Sir, you're a great friend of the show, and we always appreciate it. We can uh, take some time to uh, join us here to let us know what's going on with you. How are you doing today, sir?
2: I'm doing good, and thanks for having me.
1: You just won yourself your first ever career truck series race uh, last weekend uh, at Daytona. And we know last year during your rookie campaign, you were able to make it into the playoffs, even though you did not get a win last season. But uh, now here kicking off the 2024 season for you guys at Daytona, you come away with the victory. You get the checkered flag. Tell me the emotions. Tell me what you were feeling going through those last couple of laps uh, before the checkered flag came out for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's pretty cool to get your first win, especially at a place like Daytona. And yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's all about execution and races. Um, It's something that I didn't really do well last year. Uh, I feel like I've got everything else. And I I think that was a missing puzzle. Um, So those last couple of restarts, honestly, pretty calm. You know, I really didn't think too much about winning. I just kind of had to execute uh, the way I thought I needed to. And to be honest, just kind of drive, right? Like not think about anything, not think about um, things I've studied, things I've seen, just kind of take it in a moment and just kind of do things on the fly right like I didn't really have a plan or any idea of what I wanted to do I just kind of let it play out and then once I saw it in front of me uh is when I you know me and my spotter and my team you know kind of decided the best moves to make at the end to put ourselves in position to win
1: now I know this is a big deal for Mr. Siegel as well you're a race owner you've been with Rev Racing for a long time now What was the conversation like with uh, Mr. Siegel after the race is over?
2: He's been with me from the beginning, right? And I've won at every level he's put me in um, for Rev Racing. And that's the cool thing, right? You know, it's not, uh, I haven't really driven for many other teams other than Rev Racing. And um, yeah, to get not only my first career win in the Truck Series and just in NASCAR in general, but his first win as an owner in NASCAR uh, in the Top 3 Series is, is amazing and um you know obviously he's been there from the start we've come a long way with each other and you know he he hired me and he believed in me um to bring him back trophies and last year was definitely tough right because you know we should have had a couple and uh it hurts a little bit more when when you're in position and you don't get it done so going into this year right you know I I had one goal in mind and I told him like I I just want to bring you back trophies every week tell
1: me about the emotions of of your family were they there with you were they at the track have you had conversations with them
2: yeah you know i was fortunate enough to have my parents and my grandparents there um so yeah they celebrated with me and you know obviously they've seen and supported me at every level i've been at from the start uh and obviously to see to see this happens amazing for me um and them right you know uh they're not really they've never really been into racing until i got in it so it's a totally new world for them and it's one that they're still learning so so to share this moment with them at Daytona is pretty cool, and um, it's going to be awesome to share many more.
1: Speaking with winning driver uh, Nick Sanchez from Rev Racing, as we discuss his win in the season opening uh, race at Daytona in the uh, Craftsman Truck Series. So what's the strategy? Does it change now with the win?
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely changes my strategy because n- by nature, I feel like I'm a really aggressive driver, right? I feel like in some situations I need to be pulled back. In Daytona, right, you know, you start off the first race of the year, you're not in a points hole because um, it's the first race. So you could kind of get aggressive. And last year, our plan at Daytona was to ride around and wait for the wreck. And it rained and we finished 26 this year. um, We had one goal in mind, and that was to go win the race and race aggressive, Um, you know, try to make sensible decisions, smart moves. And at the end of the day, be there at the end of the race uh, in contention to win. And whatever happens, happens and we definitely accomplished that but yeah going forward every other race right you know i I could i could be a little bit more aggressive as a driver i could take more risks and i like that I, i like doing that i don't like uh points racing right i did that for 23 races uh or 22 races last year and it wasn't fun the only thing on my mind now is you know how many trophies and checkered flags can i bring back and how many playoff points can i rack up right you know my goal is to start the round of eight um pretty much with a bye week uh to go to phoenix right you know that's that's my goal. That was my goal before Daytona. And now that goal is uh, definitely looking uh, a little bit more realistic. So, yeah, I mean, from here on out, it's about trophies.
1: Now, you do have that experience of being in the playoffs since you were a part of that last year. Do you feel as your rookie year, being able to make it into the playoffs was beneficial for now that you're going into your second season in the truck series? And now we know you'll be in the playoffs. Um, will you go into the playoffs this season? with a little better idea of what you want to do in the next playoff run since you've had that experience already with racing the playoffs last year?
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, last year, right, I made it in on points. And and, and I feel like points racing, making it in on points, is definitely a very good perspective uh, for myself, right? It really just shows that throughout the whole year, throughout all the races, every single point will be held against you. Um, so it was, it it was, it was definitely a lesson, right. And I got into the playoffs and I kind of had the chance to look back, um, and look at all the races I lost points and really kind of tally it up. Right. And obviously my goal this year is the regular season title to, to set myself up for the playoffs. But then again, I, I started the playoffs last year, like with the least amount of playoff points out of anyone. And then the round of eight, you know, was the only one without a win. Right. So, um, I already have more playoff points right now than I had all of last year. So yeah, I it's not gonna get any harder than what it was last year, right? Cause I, I left Bristol um I think minus twenty-five in the cut line and left Dega plus three. So I know I didn't make it to the final four, but I really had to grind out uh some of the races on points, right? And you look at uh Pocono, right? I, I definitely <laughs> gave up a shot uh of a win um in in the chase for playoff points. And a lot of the races I had the points race and it just gives you a perspective. Um, not a, I guess you could say a perspective, but it, it's kind of like a humbling feeling, right? because you race around a lot of guys that have a lot of points and wins locked in and you kind of get jealous, right? because they could do things you can't. they could take risks, they could put themselves in positions um with you and you know you're gonna be the one uh that's gonna get the shit ends of the stick kind of. So now I could be that guy. Now I could take risks and make moves and be aggressive. And like I said, just set myself up for Phoenix.
3: I'm Erica Enders, five-time
1: NHRA Pro Stock World Champion, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
3: All
2: right, race fans.
3: Welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week. Right here on your great racing station, we have a man, the myth, the legend, a legacy in the motorsports racing network. He is the son of... A front row Joe. I'm talking about none other than John Hunter Nemechek. Welcome to the show, sir.
4: No, I I thought I was about to get into a boxing ring or something. It's definitely some excitement. The energy level is definitely high. I like it. All
3: right. Well, listen, uh, John Hunter, uh, the racing season's finally kicked off. You're coming to Atlanta Motor Speedway. For all the race fans that, you know, just used to, like old school, like me, used to follow your dad, Front Row Joe was his nickname. So, what does John Hunter Nemechek need to do to to carry that name on?
4: Go win some more races. Uh, I've been lucky enough in, in my young career here within the NASCAR ranks, to actually tie my dad. Um, in in NASCAR total wins so far. So uh, it's it's definitely been a a great accomplishment. And um, it's been an amazing opportunity, not only driving for him when I was younger and first starting out in the NASCAR ranks, but uh, also being a second-generation driver and being able to to lean on my dad quite a bit for information and, and different talking points and different things that he may see that I may not see. So it's definitely uh, a a great thing to be able to have someone in the sport and to learn the ins and outs at such an early age.
3: Well, you know, uh, John Hunter Nemechek is on the old uh, Food Depot hotline here on this edition of Southern Race Week. Now, John, you know, um, there's a lot of differences between what the cars are today versus what they were a couple of years ago the thing i love about you is is that you didn't just step into it you worked your way up through the different series let's talk about that real quick
4: yeah it's uh it's definitely been a, a lot of progression uh started in the nascar camp, or craftsman truck series now uh in 26 or 2015 2016 um, i was i was 16 years old at the time and Uh, being able to compete for for 10 races a year at 16 and 17 years old, and then being able to go full time. Uh, I've made it all the way to the Cup Series in 2020, and then uh, had a great opportunity from Toyota TRD to step back into the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series uh, with with Toyota and, and Kyle Busch Motorsports. And um, I have had the opportunity to drive at Joe Gibbs Racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, win a bunch of races in both of those series, and now uh, staying with Toyota TRD and moving over to Legacy Motor Club to compete in the Cup Series for the second time. Uh, my kind of second opportunity and second chance at it um, here in 2024 and beyond.
3: Well, let me ask you this though Is it short tracks, super speedways, or is it road courses? Which one do you like the most?
4: I would say I, I enjoy more short tracks and intermediate style racetracks uh, than than the others, but um, it, it it's hard to say um, really w- which one I, I like better. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy every single one of them. Um, some places I enjoy more than others, just from the the fact of. Uh, being able to make a huge difference as a driver rather than rely strictly on, on car and, and speed that the car has. So um, I, I enjoy driver's racetracks, uh, and and that'll be my answer for that.
3: Your dad's a racer. Your dad's doing a great job. What made you decide, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to go into being a race car driver.
4: Man, the the biggest thing for me is I always knew that I wanted to race. Um, I just didn't know whether it was going to be two wheels, four wheels, what that was going to be. Um, so being able to decide it, at a really early age, um, that I wanted to go, uh, race four wheels rather than two wheels. Um, it was kind of the, the move that I had to make around 12, 13 years old and I was able to do that, but um, for me, I I love racing. Uh, I've had it in my blood since I was super young or really came into this world. Um, Just didn't know exactly what it was going to be, and I'm really glad that I chose the four-wheel path.
3: Now, I'm going to ask you this because, you know, you know that I know your dad. Did he ever make you drive a tractor as much as I think he made you – as much as he enjoyed driving a – you know, a new Holland or new, or Ford or whatever else tractor.
4: Yeah. For, for me, um, growing up racing motocross and whatnot, we had our own motocross track, uh, on our property. And I was in a tractor skid steer, front end loader, bulldozer, uh, water truck, pretty much anything and everything, every single day maintaining the motocross track. So um, I, I, thoroughly enjoyed it. Love to be able to build things and, and make things go fast and, uh, being able to build different jump sections or being able to work on, on our race cars here on a weekly basis is, is what I love to do.
3: John, let me ask you, um, when you're looking at, um, the season for 2024, there's a lot of changes with the cars. There's a lot of changes with the rules and all of other good stuff what is the one thing you have to do or what is the one thing you do before you walk out of your hauler or your, your you know your RV or your motor coach do you listen to music do you go over race stats or what is it that you do to get yourself psyched up
4: all of the above it um, really depends on the weekend. Um, some weekends I listen to music to to put me in the zone some weekends I don't need music some weekends it's it's just flowing and and you feel really good and confident and you're kind of in the zone Um, but most of the time it's uh, right before you leave it's trying to get that that last hydration and and last nutrition from from eating some some really good food and um, just really getting ready to go
3: John Hunter, name a check, right here on Southern Race Week. Hey,
4: this is NASCAR driver Trevor Bain, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
1: All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southie. As we wrap up this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast on Atlanta Motor Speedway Race Weekend, looking forward to having a lot of fun. Uh, Once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here On the program, NHRA driver Buddy Hall, along with Nick Sanchez of Rev Racing, and then also NASCAR Cup Series driver John Hunter Nemechek. So thanks to those great guests for joining us this week here on the program. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast, and don't forget of our social media platforms. We deliver to you the latest in racing news and information 24 hours a day seven days a week you can check us out on facebook at facebook.com slash southern race week or follow us on twitter at srw radio and then also our email address so feel free to uh, drop us an email make your comments and thoughts about the uh, podcast or the radio show or maybe if you're a driver out there who would like to get on the program always feel to reach out to me 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, at srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. So uh, please enjoy the rest of your week as we are still recovering from our weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. But we've got racing coming up this weekend at Vegas. All the action via the Performance Racing Network for the Xfinity Cup Series and MRN will have the Truck Series Action, FS1 Fox, all of that Uh, so uh, please enjoy the race at Vegas this weekend and we'll talk to you next week right here on the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast